everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. That is Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Zach Carpenter, back again. I think I mean, that's your name. Is that right? I think it's Nick Carpenter for oh. a different media outlet. Well, whoever, we'll get it, we'll get it right whoever you are, I guess it'll be a Tuesday tradition. We're trying to figure out who this guy is with us for the practice report. I am Austin Ward, uh, and Ohio State's running back on Saturday will be Travion Henderson. I'm not sure that there was a lot of uncertainty about that. Uh, Ohio State had said after the game that uh, Travion could have played in the second half. He had you know, had the helmet taken away, had gone into the medical tent. Ryan Day said it was a coach's decision not to play him in the second half. But this is now two weeks. He's the starter. He's had 16 carries in the last two games. That can be a good thing in the long run. It can also be a little bit of a, a challenge to manage with a true freshman, as good as he's been, but he's still not done this a lot. Um, but, Zach, he's good to go. That's probably good for the Buckeyes. Yeah, I think it was pretty simple from day. Like, yep, he's good to go. No <laughs> no worries about his status at all. But a uh, point you, you make there that I, I was thinking of during the press conference is Travion was recruited and one of the biggest pitches that he reasons he came here was because he wanted a work share in the backfield. He didn't want to necessarily be a bell cow back getting 25, 30 carries for, for the next three years because it's one of those, his idea was, I want to save tread on the tires for when I get to the NFL. So that's what was interesting was hearing Day kind of talk about that a little bit. He touched on yeah. of there's that balance of, yes, he's the best running back in the room. He's the starter. He's the he's the talent who needs to who's going to take us to where the offense needs to be. Paraphrasing from yeah. what he said, but um, that was a good point that he kind of that he touched on there. That they need a they need a more of a split. More I of think a he, I think paraphrase you should say take us to the promised land is what he was. <laughs> well, I'm just messing with you. That would really be taking it uh, yeah. from from paraphrasing to hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spencer, we've seen that what this guy can do, and I think the other part of this is. How long was it going to take until Travion Henderson emerged? And he's been doing that without even getting, you know, 25, 30 carries a game. So we've seen just in flashes what he can do. Obviously, he sets a, a school record for freshmen a couple weeks ago uh, and was important in that Tulsa game. Now they've got a chance now to, and when he's healthy, you're, you're putting him out there. And as Tim said, promised land type of, of five-star talent. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, it's almost pick your poison with this Ohio State team because you've got one of the best five, ten running backs probably in the country as far as potential uh, in the backfield, but you also have a quarterback who's now healthy and, and he's throwing to all those elite wide receivers. And so go ahead and try to slow down the wide receivers because Travion, the Ohio State's going to take what they can get. And what they can get is Travion Henderson averaging a first down every time he touches the ball. You're only putting him in the top maybe five or ten? Yeah, well, for right now, I think he you know, he no still, still has some things to, to prove. I think you have to earned that title. He's, he's working his way there. By the end of the season, absolutely top five, ten running backs in the country. He did it again. <laughs> he's, 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 well, here's what you do. At this, point, at this point, then you get him to name Isn't the other he, nine. Yeah, you know, I know that he, I know that he, he could. He probably yeah. has a top ten, Walker, knowing he, how much Spencer yeah, follows and State. loves college football nationally. Yeah, but I, know, yeah. I think he already leads the country and rushes over 40 yards on these. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Trayvon Henderson, you are one of the – we know five, five best, and we know he watches five best running backs in the country. Wow, I, I could name hyperbole. the other four, but this is an Ohio State show. Yeah. Now I'm getting the, this is hyperbole. Okay. Anyway, you're a homeowner. He's he's, he's definitely so, one of the top five running backs in Ohio State's roster. Yeah, he's, I would say without question. He's really talented, and he gives Ohio State a, a really good chance to win every game. And I said it on the post game when we were standing on the field at Rutgers, if CJ Stroud plays the way he played against Rutgers, Ohio State can win every game that it plays. I think if Travion Henderson has any sort of performance close to his peak, 
it gives Ohio State that much better of a chance to to beat even the best teams in the country. And and that is huge, knowing that even if C.J. Stroud or one of those receivers has an off game, you can hand it to a running back that can take it the distance on any play, no matter where he is on the field. You know, one of my favorite parts of my podcast this week with you uh, was when you were talking about the fans you could see outside the stadium who were still lined up trying to get in <laughs> after Ohio State. And when Ohio State went up 14 nothing, a lot of those fans looked like they were going the other direction, yeah. not coming in. But one of those plays, obviously, was Travion Henderson running through a hole about his about five yards wide where he wasn't touched, you know, for that, that big, long touchdown run. And There are probably 25 other running backs who could have yeah. scored on that play, too. Oh, yeah, exactly, or maybe 26. <laughs> but the bottom line was uh, just how well that play was blocked was crazy and then how quickly he got through it and scored. And, and you just see what's coming on with this offense. But but what I was going to get to the developer is why he can stand there in the, the late late second quarter and in the second half is Master Teague the third seems to be on the beam again. And then, uh, for example, Marcus Crowley, you know, I, Mayan Williams wasn't on the trip, but Marcus Crowley showed a little bit of the flash of what we saw a couple of years ago before he got hurt, I thought, which was very encouraging for this group. And he probably needed as much work as anybody just to kind of prove himself and stuff to this group. And that's what you're seeing about this team is depth just developing right before your eyes that you can sit a Travion Henderson and still win a game 52 to 13. And Two years ago, we saw Marcus Crowley have a little bit of a breakout game before an injury against Maryland. Maryland. Right. Now, his name is reemerging as a guy who looks to be back at 100%, looks to be cutting a lot better. Uh, and who Are do they play? Tailing here? Who, who do they play this week? Yeah. They <laughs> play Maryland. Maryland. And so I think he's got a good opportunity to get some carries because I think this is another game where Trivian Henderson might have eight, nine, ten carries. Hey, we're up 35 to, to 10 or 35 to 7. Why don't you? take a few few uh, series off and we'll let these guys take the load. And that's exactly it with the depth with Marcus Crowley and, and Master T, I guess, coming to the, uh, the forefront a little more. The next two weeks, you get to save Travion for the for down the road, saving the tread on that tires for when you face Penn State and Michigan and get to the Big Ten Championship, uh, assumedly, and potentially the college football playoffs. So the the fact that those guys are emerging, yeah, it's it's, it's as important as you were, you were just touching on, Spencer. Yeah, and I think like that's the other part of this. We we watched Travion Henderson in August, and you could see when you have the football in his hands that it, it's different, it's special, it's elite. Uh, I would say one of the top running backs in the country. I, I don't know the number, just least, just I somewhere mean, in the top, in you know, the eight to twelve range. Yeah, easily. very yeah. you know very comfortably. See what they do to me, Tim. In the top, in the top. Of the list. <laughs> He's just going to edit all of this, edit all of this out. I'm sure, but you know the point is we also saw there were some. You know, blitz pickup or downfield blocking drills that were not perfect, and there was some throws out of the backfield that he didn't catch, and so that's why there was this this other nagging element. All right, well, Mayan Williams, we don't know what his status is for this week at this point. Uh, we get a lot of questions about that. If you're on the unavailability list, you are not available for the game. That's not the same thing as the doghouse uh, or whatever else. Um, he's. We are told specifically that he was dealing with an injury, he missed practices two weeks ago. But that's the extent that we know at this point. We will yeah. continue to update that as we as we can and as we move forward. But so the point was, well, maybe it'll take three, four, five, six, seven weeks until Travion Henderson becomes that person that you put at the top of the depth chart. And Mayan Williams started the year with that touchdown run, and Marcus Crowley is now healthy, and Master Teague is a monster at the goal line in short yardage situations. So he didn't really have to do that, but there was that shift, obviously, at Tulsa where you saw this is the direction that this offense is going to go. But it's still not in a position where he has to be the de facto leader of the offense because now Stroud is healthy. 
You have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. You've been getting this fantastic blocking from the offensive line. Jeremy Ruckert coming along. Yeah. G. Scott starting to get some work uh, increasingly as a passing threat at tight end. So Mitch Rossi. He may, yeah, Mitch Rossi at fullback. He may never have to, tit, to take 25 carries a game. And that's what's so interesting to me about Travion versus the other you know, 5, 10, 20 best running backs in the country is, you know. Uh, it's just better when he leans here. into it. Name a couple I like it when he doesn't like, lean into it. Like, Brees Hall at Iowa State has to carry that offense because they have shaky quarterback play and, and no wide receivers that are real threats. Bijan Robinson is carrying that team because they have a, a quarterback who has had its, his ups and downs. If you go down the list of these running backs, elite guys around the country, Zach Evans at TCU, has to carry that offense because of bad quarterback play. Like, Trevon Henderson doesn't have to do that. And I think that's one of the things that's going to make him so special in December and January is the fact that when Ohio State actually needs that against an Alabama or Georgia, or, you know, who, whoever comes out of wherever in the playoff or against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, like, they're going to have him with – half the carries as a Bijan Robinson yeah. or or as Zach Evans has on his body. And that's just going to mean great things for this offense. And that's not to say that those guys, you know, Marcus Crowley and, and Master Teague and when Mayan Williams is healthy, they can't they can also spell him and, and come in and be really good playmakers in those games. But when you talk about keeping Travion Henderson away from that freshman wall that, that some guys tend to hit, you're talking about a special run that could be coming. Yeah. You know, think about the impact that that big run that he had that I referred to a while ago, the crowd disperser. <laughs> Think about the impact that had, though, on that Rutgers team, for example, which had come off playing Michigan extremely physical, second half stoning them, really, mm-hmm. in the running game as well as everything else they were trying to do. And then, boom, Ohio State shows up with this freshman running back, and he goes the distance, and you know you're in for a fight of another <laughs> it's of a an, different caliber challenge yeah, with than, another yeah. chance you know with another uh, fighter out there another heavyweight and just how that just changed just just their thinking more than anything else their 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 uh what do you want to call it their uh, their their demeanor uh from the standpoint of thinking they were all that and suddenly yeah i they would got, they got creased it wasn't that they were dealing with another heavyweight it was that they were dealing with a heavyweight, heavyweight. they weren't ready for that yeah and and michigan i think that whatever we're taking from that is like well you can be a heavyweight still be kind of flabby but go ahead that's well that's also true what else did uh zach did you take out of this uh, this press conference now that cj stroud is healthy now that you know travion henderson was going to play wasn't like the newsiest press conference of ohio state season so that's another sign maybe that this thing is starting to get back on the on the track that they envisioned yeah it feels normal right when we have we get marcus williamson out there (laughs) i mean he's he's Probably one of the best interviews on the team. He, he's always Probably top about 10, humble. 20. He's at least <laughs> top 12, I would say, uh, <laughs> in, in the nation. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't really, the Travion Henderson stuff, like that was as simple as it could be where he's good to go. And still, that's that's what yeah. we're mainly talking yeah. about here. Um, I know a point that you said about, about uh, Dave talked about um, he doesn't feel like he has to force feed Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or any receiver or running back. He said, um, yeah, that's. I can't remember the exact phrase they said, but he said basically that's not something that we do. And right. he mentioned dropping Tulsa dropping eight mm-hmm. and basically challenging them to run the ball. And then Travion Henderson, who was unproven until <laughs> then, he proved he, it. He ran the ball. And then, yeah. and then if you stack the box against them, then they're just going to throw it over the top of you, which, which, uh, which is exactly what happened. I know you guys talked a lot about C.J. Stroud. His accuracy is like almost a complete 180, I mm-hmm. think. 
Um, I, I don't remember Dave talking about the health of C.J. Stroud today that often, so yeah. it's pretty didn't, much it's gone, right? Didn't come up. Yeah, we can move on from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah but we took for 484, for example, the week before against Oregon. Your accuracy isn't that bad. I mean, you know what I mean? I just think what we saw on Saturday was a guy that was seemed very sure of what he was seeing. Number two, had his feet under him. And number three, like uh, – and Austin alluded to this. I mean, you know, he definitely felt better about his arm. The way he was throwing the ball, he felt better about his arm. And, you know, it's almost like a guy who's been told for three weeks now, hey, you're high, you're really wild high early in games. He was the opposite of that. Uh, well, not the opposite. He was extremely on point from his first pitch on in that game. And yep. that just showed you a guy, number one, who probably felt better physically. Number two, showed you why Austin's been talking about him for a year. I've been talking about him for three months. No, I'm just joking. I just like to have a conversation, not just an uh, acclamation, you know. And uh, But the bottom line is, uh, and you can see where he's going to get better. And it's really funny how little he came up in the conversation today with Herb, with Herb, oh, Uh-oh. With, that was a Freudian with Ryan Day. Uh, it's amazing how much he, he little he came up, uh, how C.J. Stroud did. And this is somebody no who's a question. top five Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Well, he, <laughs> look but at numbers him, he probably, probably will be in about two weeks. He actually is already, the, be, yeah. the numbers well, there are there. you go. One of the, on the rewatch, one of the things that I noticed about C.J. Stroud was he missed high on one throw, and Chris Olave made maybe the catch of the year for Ohio State and, and made it just go away, and nobody remembers yeah. the high throw. Yeah. Other than that, he was pretty, like Tim like Tim said, he was on point. One of the things I took away today, though, was talking to Nicholas petit Frere and I asked him, plain and simple, like, how much fun do you have to have to be able to play the offensive line the way you guys do? And uh, he was, you know, pretty plain and simple. You have to be able to, to enjoy what you're doing and, and really love what you're doing. And I just I can't help but continue to bring up the way those guys just – demolish people at the line of scrimmage. We're seeing something special, guys, when, up front. When you have the, the lane that Travion Henderson had to run through with, with the combination of tight ends and fullbacks and, and offensive linemen and the way Dewan Jones can crash down an offensive line, and it's crazy. You can depend on that so much if you're Ryan Day that Dewan Jones can wash an offensive line that, you know, pulling uh, – you know, a Thayer Munford or a or a Paris Johnson is just, yeah, we're going to pull them and they're going to get to the outside and we know they're going to get to the second level. We know they're going to get to that safety because there is zero chance that somebody's standing Dewan Jones up as he tries to wash that offensive line down. And, you know, these guys are playing with a I'll lot of confidence. I'll, they're playing with a lot of, of uh, you know, they're having a lot of fun doing it. I'll tell you something I noticed, you know, I think others might pick up on. I mean, Tulsa did this a couple times to Dewan Jones. Though. They didn't line anybody up in front of him. And it made him go, you know, made him reach for people, made a couple of mistakes there. But, man, you put somebody in front of him, he takes them out. So that's, you know, it's crazy you would do that. But then number two, I would, I'm, I'm really curious now to watch how defensive fronts, how defenses try to play games with this offensive front, which I think, including Dewan Jones, is blocking at such a high level. It's kind of, it's, it's a joy. Like you're talking about, they're I not, use that word. Definitely it's one of the top to five or ten offensive lines. They stole it from <laughs> <they're gonna laughs> get it. And I was about to bring it up. They're not going to get the praise that Alabama's getting right now on the offensive line because that Alabama Are offensive line. Are they not line, going to? That, I mean, that, that, that Alabama offensive line is probably going to win, you know, say the, the Joe Moore Award. Say, and, oh, the Joe Moore Award. And, oh, okay. you know, everybody's talking about that, that unit because I think Ohio State still is going to carry the weight of that struggle against Oregon on the offensive line because they just looked a little out of sorts. But, as the season progresses and they start to see a, a front that people are going to say will challenge them in Penn State and, and a Michigan State front that looks like it's improving and then a Michigan front that 
is not giving up anything on the ground and is really good at pass rush with Aiden Hutchinson. Like, this offensive line is going to have a chance to really prove a lot of things, and I think they are more than capable of doing just that. They sure seem to be. They'll get a chance to show that on Saturday against Maryland at noon. It's homecoming, so this has been a great practice report. One of the top five or ten episodes I think that we have ever top done. 15 for sure. Definitely going to be up there. Spencer Holbrook bringing that insight and analysis as always. Tim May, Zach Carpenter. I think that's his name. Maybe Nick. I, I hear different things every single week. But I am Austin Ward. We'll be back all week. Full coverage of Ohio State, Maryland. Uh, you can subscribe right now to Letterman Row as part of the On3 Network for $10 for an entire year. You can get all of our work right there. We'd appreciate your support. But otherwise, you can just hang out here on YouTube and watch and enjoy for free, courtesy of Buyers Auto. We'll be back here tomorrow night for another practice report. We'll see you then.